<clears throat> so, uh, first of all, I'd like to express my appreciation to uh, Ajahnamo and the Sangat Amavati for all the uh, efforts in creating this you know, special occasion and all the good work that's gone into uh, arranging things. And, um, and also my admiration to all the lay folks have come, sacrificed the comfort of the home to camp out, and, and the weather's a bit cold and damp at the moment. So, it's a admiration for your efforts to come and join in this uh, occasion. And it is a, a special time when many people come together uh, to uh, listen to and, and practice the Dhamma. And I see it as like uh, something that generates light into the world. And there's a lot of not-so-light things happening, so it's good when people come together and uh, cultivate that which is wholesome and skillful and uh, brings some light into the, into the world. So, uh, coming together uh, for a period of meditation, and we recently we uh, celebrated the Vesak and the Buddha's birth, enlightenment, and parinibbana. And an image that comes to mind from the time of the Buddha's enlightenment is like the Buddha sat under the Bodhi tree, and uh, and surrounded by the hosts of Mara, and you know all these sort of sensual or fearful all sorts of images uh, are depicted surrounding the Buddha as he sat under the Bodhi tree, and as the story of the Buddha's enlightenment goes, the Buddha touched the earth. He asked the, the earth to bear, bear witness, and the effect of this was that the uh, hosts of Mara dissolved and disappeared. And in this image we can take into our meditation practice. And in terms of work, you know, cultivating that quality of awakeness, we're taking, you say, we're taking the position of the Buddha, of awakening to the present moment. And maybe what's manifesting in the present moment for us is some of the hosts of Mara. Different thoughts or mind states we might be, you know, experiencing at this time. And what what it may mean to like touch the earth. Now there's been uh, other speakers have emphasised the the practice of mindfulness of the body, and this is you know what I see is like the, the quality of of touching the earth, coming back to the physical body 
if we go out, uh, say, to get preoccupied with uh, the sensual thoughts or the fearful thoughts, anxious thoughts, then, you know, we're caught into the uh, realm of time and, and, and a way of, of, when we, you know, think in that way in the realm of time, this often means we're just getting caught up in those mind states and actually keeping them going. So, uh, touching the earth means, you know, not getting lost in the thoughts of time, but coming back to the present moment and to the physical experience of the present moment. The practice of mindfulness of the body is something, you know, um, very much emphasized in the Thai forest tradition. And the teachers say, it's, initially it's difficult to be, say, mindful of the mind because the mind is such a quick-moving, tricky thing to be mindful of. So initially to build up the power of mindfulness too, to mindfulness of the, of the body. Coming back to the physical body, which keeps you know, our attention more in the present moment. Keeps us um, steady. So when you uh, read about the Buddha's instructions on, say, the practice Anapanasati, and the Buddha talks about first just establishing a good posture. Establishing an upright posture that doesn't have to be tensed, but just uh, relaxed but alert. If we tend to hunch up, then this can be you know, conducive towards a quality of dullness. So to establish an upright posture is helpful towards uh, being attentive, being alert, being awake. And you know, it can like sweep through the, the, uh, the physical body, just making sure there's a uh, there's, uh, relaxing as best as we can. So just starting from the top of the head. So having the eyes, you know, just gently closed. The face relaxed. The mouth gently closed, don't have to tense the jaw. Allowing the shoulders to relax, the elbows to hang. So just like sweeping through the experience of body, just noticing the sensations in the body. And I found it uh, more helpful in meditation to keep a more broader awareness, not trying to really willfully focus my attention on any particular spot in the body, but just to keep a, 
a broad awareness of the physical body, say as I breathe in and out. So when I breathe in and out, I'm aware of the yeah the sensation of the tip of the nose, but also I'm aware of the movement of the chest and the abdomen, and I'm aware of the buttocks touching the seat. Noticing the scent, the quality, just the feeling of the present moment. How does it feel to be sat here in this Dharma hall with a big group of people? So just noticing the feeling quality of the present moment. Whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neither, more neutral. So just the quality of uh, opening and allowing the present moment to be as it is. And, you know, what maybe to try and avoid is the sense of I want to get absorbed into my breath in a particular spot to get away from experiencing other things. But, you know, uh, what could be more really useful is is an openness of mind that allows experience to come up in a context where we can contemplate it, begin, begin to understand it. And, you know, when you read uh, Anapanasati Sutta, the Buddha talks about breathing in and out, experiencing the body. Breathing in and out, experiencing feeling. Breathing in and out, experiencing the mind. So he's not talking about trying to get away from things. Trying to get into a sort of a, a forced, peaceful state. But using the breath and the body to keep us present with the experience of the present moment. Be willing to experience whatever comes up, whether it be pleasant or unpleasant, or neutral. And, you know, through experience we can learn to understand. Where if we're meditating to get away from things, then we never really come to understand. Maybe we can, you know, get into a peaceful state when we're meditating, but then when we have to go back into our everyday life, it all falls apart. But if we're willing to experience, willing to learn, to understand, then this is something that will help us to keep the practice going in all our situations, not just when we're sitting. So, breathing in and out, this is the way the body is at the present moment. Breathing in and out, 
This is the way it feels in this present moment. So, you know, maybe some people don't like to sit in big groups. Some people do. But however, you know, we, we feel about being here in the temple, just awakening to that. Breathing in and out, knowing the way it is. So in a sense of, of, say, rising above. The, the mind's response to things. Noticing, you know, with the aspect of feeling, they're not wanting to have an unpleasant feeling or getting excited with a pleasant feeling. Or, another, you know, with neutral feeling too, the tendency, you know, that we fall into a sort of dull state. This is like, uh, like Adam Chinasee was saying, when the head starts to look at the lap. So we have to be attentive. Um, with this attitude of, you know, nothing to get, nothing to get rid of. And as Lung Po was saying last night, just uh, trusting in that quality of just being awake in the present moment, allowing things uh, to unfold. So if we, you know, we feel a sense of dukkha, then... Contemplate what are we trying to get rid of? What don't we want? So, for example, we might uh, suffer over noises around us. Coughing, sneezing, you know, it's the cold season. Or... Somebody might fall asleep in the meditation and start snoring. So, if we're attentive, we notice the sound. May we notice some irritation coming up in the mind. Unpleasant feeling. Now, you know, we could go into the storyline of I wish that person would stop doing this and I wish that person would wake up. And, or we could just stay. Breathing in and out, yeah, noticing the sound, noticing irritation. Now, if we stay present with it, we might notice actually that irritation might go because we're not keeping it going. Just breathing, being aware, trusting in that awareness or might find the irritation goes. So the sound's still there, but the mind's come back to just being at peace with it. Maybe it still feels unpleasant. So this is the insight into the Four Noble Truths, and the suffering is to not wanting it, trying to get rid of it. But when we learn to accept the way it is, 
let go of the reactions, then the mind comes to peacefulness again. So we can be at peace with sound. So actually we don't have to really get rid of things, but just notice how we tend to hold on to things. When we don't hold on to things, things will naturally pass away. So as we sit here, you know, different thoughts come and go. Thoughts about the future, uh, thoughts about the past. And, you know, the importance of this time for meditation is to, to stay more in the present. Not following the thoughts that take us into time. Again, this is how we can use mindfulness of the body. Coming back to the experience of body, the breath. And this is, you know, how we understand the mind that always keeps us preoccupied with time. Be more, you know, be more mindful of things like worry, anxiety. So when we come back to the body, maybe we notice uh, just a physical sensation in the body, like if we're anxious, this sort of tension in the in the belly. You know, something we feel in the heart. So this is where we can breathe in and out, experiencing the mind in the present moment, the mind's effect on the physical body. To know this is this mind state in the present moment. And even with, you know, pleasant mind states too, not getting carried away by those, just knowing those in the present moment. Breathing in and out, awakening to the experience of the present moment. So the the practice of meditation requires the quality of attentiveness and yeah, not just to be also just caught in certain habits. So like the Buddha said, if if one just exclusively gives one attention to concentration, then the mind can tend towards lethargy. If 
one gives exclusive attention towards energy, then the mind can become restless. So it's knowing the, the way the mind is and knowing what's, what's needed to keep the mind alert and attentive in the present moment. So if we're feeling, you know, dulling out, then putting more energy into posture, opening the eyes, begins some theme of contemplation to mind, a way of bringing up energy into the mind. <coughs> opening the eyes, yeah, and then we can know we're not looking down at our lap. So just being careful about, you know, the certain habits we can develop in meditation, we get peaceful, then plop. The mind slips into some sort of peaceful state, but it's not awake anymore, it's not alert. So, you know, just to counter the habit, as I strain the posture, opening the eyes, bringing the theme of contemplation to mind. But then again, if the mind's restless, planning, thinking about this and that, yeah, coming back to the body, coming back to the breath. But then also, the Buddha recommended sometimes just being equanimous in the present moment, not trying to do anything with the mind, but just being aware of the coming and goings in the mind. So, you know, the first two may be about doing, but there's also about just being. Just being with the flow of experience in the present moment. Not trying to focus on anything particular. Just sense of contemplating things coming and going. So this is, you know, so, you know, can be useful practice because we do tend to always think about doing, doing meditation, doing this. We always have to be doing something, reading a book, watching something, but just cultivating, just being. Just sitting, being with the way things are. Being aware of the comings and goings in the mind. So in a few minutes, this period of meditation will come to an end and we'll have an opportunity to do some walking meditation. Again, we can use the experience of walking, physical sensations around walking to keep us more present. And, you know, probably for most people, when they start moving, the mind starts moving a little more, but that's all right. Just a way of, you know, using the bodily sensations to keep us more aware of the coming and goings in the mind. We don't get lost in the thoughts. We're always coming back to the physical sensations. And um, I recommend not, when we're walking meditation, not looking down at the feet, but looking ahead and just being aware of the sensations of the feet moving, again, touching the earth, the feet 
touching the earth, like the Buddha touching the earth. So and this is how we keep our mindfulness practice going through all the postures. Maybe different experiences in mind with the different postures, but still we can be aware of these different experiences. We can learn from them. And, you know, when we come into the present moment, maybe we more aware of the sounds around too, the sound of the birds or, you know, the aeroplanes flying overhead, the touch of the wind, there's many fragrances in the air. So we can tune into the other senses too. Rather than just being preoccupied with our thoughts, 